helping families be happy. Welcome to the Helping Families Be Happy podcast, where we explore the often messy world of family love and relationships. I am your host, Dr. Carla Marie Manley, a practicing clinical psychologist, wellness advocate, and author based in Sonoma County, California. I've teamed up with Familius Publishing to bring you nourishing real-life information about love, family, relationships, and life. And now I am absolutely thrilled to introduce today's guest. Karen Kleiman, who will be talking with us about her book, What About Us? Welcome to the podcast, Karen. It's so lovely to see you again. Thank you, Carla. Lovely to be here. I love talking to you. And I love talking to you. So you brought us one amazing book, Good Moms, and we can touch on that a little bit throughout the podcast, but now you've brought us another glorious book, what about us? Tell us a little bit about what about us. You know, the subtitle really tells everything. The subtitle of what about us is a guy, a, a new parent's guide for safeguarding your over anxious, overextended, sleep deprived relationship. And the first sentence of the book really says it all. The first sentence of the book is having a baby is hard on a relationship. And Anybody who's had a baby knows that it's hard on the relationship, regardless of how good the relationship feels before we have a baby. And so there are some, you know, we, uh, there's an incentive to, to fortify the relationship with really nothing more than good information. Like, here's what may happen. Here's what you can expect. And we find that couples who are informed and have skills, you know, in terms of being uh, supportive and, and communicate, they're, they're much more satisfied in the long run than couples who are blindsided by what can happen after having a baby. So we want to prepare. We want to talk about it. Excellent. And so tell us a little bit about postpartum stress. I mean, you're, you're, that's who you are. Who I am. <laughs> you are all about postpartum stress. And this book sounds as if it's really approaching how to deal with the postpartum stress from a couple angle, from the couplehood. Interesting, actually, that you would say it that way. That's that's good. Um, you know, <laughs> no, it is. It, you know, a hundred years ago, when I wrote my first book, actually, um, this isn't what I expected. So that was back in uh, 1994. Is that right? I don't even know. Um, you know, we weren't talking about postpartum stress. We weren't certainly weren't talking about postpartum depression and postpartum anxiety and, and so forth. And so one of the things that that happened in terms of my reputation, I guess, is that we started, you know, I started listening to women and giving them a voice and normalizing the fact that having a baby doesn't always feel so good and allowing them to say it out loud and for me to put it in print, you know, sometimes being a mother doesn't feel good and that's okay because we don't, we didn't, don't like talking about that. We don't, we live in a 
society that doesn't want to hear that. You know, this is the best time of your life. We always hear. So postpartum stress is, is a term that sort of normalizes, you know, the transition and the transformation that can take place after we have a baby. We feel like we lose ourselves. Who, were, who was I before I had a baby? Who were we as a couple? We used to be so carefree. We, we used to just, you know, be able to be spontaneous and, and do whatever we wanted. And now we, we're, we're, we're irritable and we're snapping at each other and we're tired and we may not agree on some really pretty big important things and we're being faced to see and deal with sides of each other and ourselves that we never knew were there. So again, we want to normalize this, but we also want to give skills. Um, what do you do when you, when you feel so overwhelmed and you think to yourself things that you don't like to say out loud, like, why did we have this baby in the first place? Or, you know, we never should have done this. We made a big mistake, you know? And, you know, you don't, when you read, when you see that in print, you're like, oh, I'm not the only person that thought that. And I can still love my baby and still be a good mom or good, good, good dad, good parent. Absolutely. And you're making me think of now that the pandemic is supposedly winding down, how we have all these people who adopted puppies and cats and they're saying, you know, I don't want this, right? right? You can't do that when you have a baby. When the baby's there, you can't say, oh, I think I'm just going to take it to the shelter because it's not working for me. It's inconvenient. And mm -hmm. so you're really just diving into that and saying, this is a normal part of a major life change. Major mm -hmm. change. Having that little one as much as, as you say, we're taught that it's all about the baby as you're carrying the baby. You're supposed to be at your best and blissful and happy and eating pickles and ice cream or whatever it is, mm -hmm. right? And then when the baby comes, it's magical and you're, you know, mm -hmm. beautiful. Little, and that's not the way it is in real life. Well, and, and, and to your point, unfortunately, some, for some people, that is the way it still looks on social media. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've just had this perfect baby and my kitchen is white and clean and my carpets are white and clean. And look at me, I've lost all my baby weight and my husband, you know, or my partner is, is, you know, uh, blissfully, you know, in love with me. And, and this is, you know, moms look at this and like truly think they are the only ones who are struggling through what we consider to be a, a normal transition. And for many moms it, and, and, and dads, it's not normal, meaning, you know, if distress is too high, if they're feeling too bad for too long, if they have a history of depression or anxiety and, and they're predisposed to that, then, you know, then that's a different, then that's a different subject altogether. We do address that in the book. Um, the book has the same format as Good moms. So the format is a comic, um, beautifully, masterfully done, uh, drawn by Molly McIntyre. So the comics on the left, and each comic has um, an interaction between the two partners where they're speaking, as well as their thought bubbles, what they're thinking about each other or themselves or the moment. And then the next page has the expert text. So we're talking about what's going on here. And then the third piece is a journal, what we call the journal doodle. And that's the self-help part. That's where we insert, try this. Why don't you look at your partner and say this? Here's a, you know, sort of a take-home piece for them to practice and le learn the skill. And we, it's, it's, 
um, we do tackle the normal everyday transitional kinds of um, distress and stressors. We also talk about scary, sad things. I can't get pregnant or I've lost the ba- we've lost our baby. Yeah. Um, how do we talk about that? How do we take care of each other? Um, so, and we talk about, you know, all those serious things. What if I think I'm depressed? What if I think I really can't do this? Um, so we, we touch on pretty much everything that, that they may encounter. And hopefully we do it with, with compassion and, and skills to help support Absolutely. Them. And for listeners who don't know Good Moms, Karen's, you know, first book, it's Good Moms Have Scary Thoughts which really normalizes that part about having a child where, as Karen was saying earlier, that there are times that even the best of mothers has a thought that you go, oh my God, I can't believe I'm thinking that, right, Karen? And now you're doing the same template, but that same humorous feel like I can identify with this comic, which is what makes the, the way you, your style so beautiful. It's so easy for us to identify with a comic and see in that one snapshot of that comic type image, we see our story right there in that mm. and we can identify it and say, oh my God, my husband mm. and I, my partner and I, we just are going through that. Mm-hmm. In that moment, there's so much healing, isn't there? There really is. And I think that's sort of the med that is, you know, I don't have a lot of nice things to say about social media. Um, I'm looking for a comic now. Um, but social media has been, has, has, has been a wonderful way for moms to access some of this with our cartoons and to look at them and say, oh, my God, that's me. Oh, my God. You know, and and for, for that reason, for instance, can I just show you one? Um the the most the most common thing for we have mom and dad sleeping and the ba- and a toddler comes in and you know in the middle of the night and dad's sleeping and <laughs> and she says honey go back to bed everything's fine she, you know she's holding a baby and the toddler comes in and then in her thought bubble she's saying oh my god would you wake up please I cannot believe you sleep through the night with all this noise if the baby wakes up I will seriously divorce you I cannot do both kids at once I cannot do this. And of course she's doing it. And of course he's sleeping right through it, you know? And so, so we look at that and who couldn't identify with that? I remember my own husband. I remember the first baby when I, you know, I brought him into bed with me and, and I was breastfeeding. So I thought, you know, every five minutes, I'm not going to keep going in and out. He's just going to stay here with me. And he's crying through the night with me. And I'll never forget my husband waking up the next morning saying, Hun, did the baby sleep through the night last night? <laughs> oh, no. And that's sort of what this cartoon is based on, you know, like, are you freaking kidding me? So, so yes, yeah, so the comic brings it to life. Mm. And that, and then, and then we take it one step further and take it, you know, very seriously and say, you know, this is hard on a relationship. What, how do we navigate this? And the other piece that the book really dives into with several comics actually is uh, intimacy and sex and being touched out and having a partner who wants to have sex when you're not ready or your body doesn't feel ready or, you know, how do you say no when you want to say yes? And how do you say yes when you want to say no and so forth? So um, that's a big piece for, for moms oh, too. And that's so important. And the other 
touching on sexual intimacy, which in our culture, which seems to have sex everywhere, yet we don't tend to talk about it as mm-hmm. freely with our partners, right? It's mm-hmm. all over television, all over social media. Yet when it comes down to having a conversation with your partner about, hey, I am exhausted. This isn't about you. It's just my body is, as mm-hmm. you said, I love that you said that touched out. I just don't have any more to give. I nurse from, you know, my breasts every day. Every, it seems like every minute, every hour. And now you were to touch me and have sex. I just cannot. And making that normal so that a woman doesn't feel as if she's deficient and the man doesn't feel rejected because it's not about rejecting the partner. It's about, wait a second, I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. Body, mm-hmm. mind, spirit, exhausted. Mm-hmm. And I love that you make it in, again, in the way the cartoons where someone can show that to a partner and say, see, this is me. Other people feel this way. That is exactly how we've discovered, we discovered um, with good moms that, that, that moms would take it to their partner. They would take it to their healthcare provider. They would take it to, you know, their friends or their sisters. And, and it actually put words to what they were feeling. They could actually literally say, this is how I'm feeling. Look at this, you know? Mm. And, and so, yes, we're, we're hopeful that um, what about us will be a tool for the, for the partnership so that, because you know what, when we're talking about heterosexual couples, Men do not have a good reputation for reading self-help books. You know? <laughs> I'm sure you know that. And so I, I've always said to all, all my previous publishers, yes, but the women will read it and they will show the, the, the men. You know, I promise you men will be part of the market here. And so, yeah, we, you know, in today's day, men are more involved in the partnership and the raising of the babies than ever before. So they, they're going to be hungry for this information. And, and, and of course we do, we do um, have several, you know, we try very hard to, to portray all kinds of families with all kinds of issues and all Mm -hmm. kinds of, um, you know, non-binary, um, birthing people. And we really wanted as many people to relate to this book as possible. Absolutely. Because motherhood, we, we all identify with motherhood, even when mm-hmm. we're an aunt or, you know, somebody who's never had children, we've generally been with someone who has gone through those periods of loneliness, depression, feeling exhausted, feeling I can't do anything right. And I loved how you said it earlier, which so many moms are afraid to say, and dads are afraid to say, what did I do? If I could only rewind it, I wouldn't do this. And how normal that thought is. And you get through it. And, you know, mm-hmm. a month later, down, and you don't need to feel guilty for having mm-hmm. those thoughts because they're simply the psyche's way of saying, I need a time out. Mm-hmm. This is a lot. So I mm-hmm. love that you make it available in such an approachable form. And there are so many women who will say, I'm conflict avoidant, or I don't know what to say to my partner, right? And mm-hmm. they, again, going back to the picture book format, the card mm-hmm. format, you don't have to have the discussion. I mean, you can have a lovely discussion afterward, but you can have mm-hmm. the picture be the conversation starter. Mm-hmm. And you know, nobody has time to read a book, you know, if they, if they're up all night with a crying baby and they're, you know, um, so that 
the format also is, you know, that it's conducive to, to the parent who can just pick it up, look at it and put it back down and still get something out of it for themselves. And, you know, the, the familiar values of love together, play together, learn together, work together, talk together, heal together, read together, you know, all of those, there are two more, eat together and laugh together. But, you know, this is such an opportunity for partners to sit down and talk, talk with each other, learn with each other, and do some of the healing because there are ruptures. When you have a child, there are ruptures inevitably in the relationship. And so being able to use this period to become a stronger couple rather than having it break you apart, it sounds like that's really the energy behind the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that and that information about that, having you know, having a guide to help you do that will really help fortify. The two, the two of them, you know, to because if you wait, and by the way, you know, paradoxically, we find that g- really strong, healthy couples often do wait too long because they sort of feel like, well, he's not going anywhere. She's not going anywhere. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just struggle through it. I'll just, and then before they know it, they're polarized, right? And they're like, where are you? And I miss you. And what's going on? And so it's those couples that, that are already feeling good, we just had a baby. Now stay there, you know, stay there and take care of each other. And don't forget you're part of this equation, even though, you know, the baby is feels like everything is, you know, the baby is predominant, but you know what that's like. Everybody comes see the baby. Everybody asks about the baby. We forget about sometimes mom. We forget about sometimes dad. And so we, we're, we're saying don't forget about each other because we know that everything feels easier and better when the foundation between the two of you feels good. Everything feels better. Absolutely. And I love that you brought it, you know, back to that piece of the couplehood, that this is about preserving the couplehood, fortifying, I love that word, fortifying the couplehood, the partnership, because not only is that what the partners need, but it's what baby needs too. Mm-hmm. Baby does better when mom and dad or partner and partner are really linked in healthy, connected ways. And I love that your book gives not just the ability to identify, but the concrete advice to help people move through, not around or over the period, yes. but through the period. That's right. And 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 we do that, we want them to do that with awareness. And certainly, again, sort of reinforcing that most of this is normal. And if we do it with compassion, compassion, self-compassion, and also compassion for the relationship and for our partner, um, instead of sort of the snapping stuff that's so quick to happen when you're tired and irritable. um, But if we can just hold on to the self-compassion, this is hard. This is hard right now. You know, we're going through a tough time. It's okay. He's doing the best he can. She's doing the best she can. Um, that that is that is actually going to make everything feel so much and be healthier in in the long run because it's so easy to dip default into that negativity and you know our needs aren't being met and we're just feeling sucked dry literally. And so we need reminders. We need reminders to sort of stay grounded and stay focused on ourselves. 
Absolutely. And I love that you brought up the piece about compassion, compassion for the self and compassion for the partner, that it is a difficult time, a very important period of transition where you're going, especially the first child, right? Where you're just mm -hmm. blindsided and not mm -hmm. the, the second one's always easier or a third, but you know, that first one is just, it's like, whoa, wake up to it. Uh, you're mm -hmm. on a different planet. You are on a different planet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Sounds like you've been there <laughs> on that planet. Oh, I've been on that planet. And mm -hmm. it's so funny because every life experience, whether you're a parent or, you know, an aunt, you just have so much more empathy mm -hmm. for other people when you have been there because you know what it's like. You know, the, the, when you were talking about the, the cartoon of the, the wife, you know, saying oh you know and holding the baby and the husband you know in bed and she's sleepless and it's like really can someone just come and take me away mm -hmm. for, for a week mm -hmm. or two and or can he can he be the mom can he step up mm -hmm. and all of that is just so normal and you want to be a good parent you want to and so i love that your book will really help people on their parenting journey and again their couplehood journey you know, journey. Um, so as we begin to wrap up, or do, what are a few more takeaways that we can give, that you can give our listeners? Oh, gosh. Um, let's just remember that good enough is mm -hmm. really good enough. Mm -hmm. And that let's, let's let go of our, our desire to be perfect, our desire to look good and be perfect you know the, the we all want to be the best mother we can be and god knows we've all made mistakes and we will continue to and 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 fathers we all work hard doing our very best but good enough is good enough and i and i really want to bring that home to 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 parents who are struggling so hard to compare themselves against each other, against the, their, their own parents. I'll never do it like my own parents did. I want to do it just like my own parents did, whatever. There's, it's, it's, it's really, it's so tempting for each of us to compare ourselves to everybody that we see, but everybody that we see is working just as hard as, as you are and, and they're trying to, and they're making mistakes too. And that's okay. And I thank you for bringing that up because it reminds me of the time you've mentioned today about social media. And I just want to affirm, yeah, I'm really with you on that. Social media does have its place, but for any listener who is using social media, who finds yourself comparing yourself to those carefully curated, you know, airbrushed images that no, no, just be you. Use social media if it gives you joy. If you find that it's bringing up that voice of toxic comparison, turn it off. Just don't go to that to that space. It's just not, would you agree, Karen? <laughs> I would agree. Unless they're going to the postpartum stress center, we try very hard on, on our social media to, to <laughs> avoid that at all costs. Um, and on Instagram, actually, that our Instagram account really started with our Speak the Secret campaign. And uh, the Speak the Secret is, it started, was actually what Good Moms came out of. It's a campaign um, to... Um, encourage moms to talk about their scary thoughts and we have a on our website postpartumstress.com we have a space where you can anonymously write your scary thought and then our and then molly has made faces um different 
moms and dads. And we put that on our uh, on our um, Instagram to just sort of show everybody out there that you're not the only one with, with these thoughts. And once we started doing that, then it developed into the Good Moms book. And so what I'm saying is our Instagram is a very safe place for scary thoughts, for negative thoughts, and um, to learn new skills about how to cope and, and how to know when too much anxiety is too much anxiety and when to ask for help. Thank you so much. What a blessing you are in your life's work is. Thank you. Thank you. And my goodness, I am just so thrilled. So thank you so much for being with us today, Karen. It has been such a pleasure to share time with you. Can you tell our listeners where they can find you? Your handles sure. on Instagram, Facebook. Sure. So the website is postpartumstress.com. That's the Postpartum Stress Center. Lots of self-help um, tools on, on the website for professionals and for moms and dads. Um, oh, let's see. What is my Twitter? Let's see. So Instagram, I know, is postpartum stress. I think Twitter is uh, PP Stress Center, PP Stress Center. They'll find it. They'll find it. You'll find her. Um, you'll find it. Facebook, and Facebook, we're the postpartum stress center. We're all over the place. You'll find us. So look for Postpartum Stress Center, and we are talking with Karen Kleiman. I'll spell that for you, K-A-R-E-N-K-L-E-I-M-A-N. I'll repeat that, K-L-E-I-M-A-N. And the book she has shared with us today is What About Us? And so... As we conclude today's podcast, I'd like to thank Familius Publishing for their support in bringing this podcast to your ears and your heart. We'd be thrilled if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes and social media. If you'd like more wonderful Familius content, be sure to visit us at Familius.com, where you will find our Habit Hub blog, as well as a spectacular selection of books for families. One step at a time, we can make the world a happier place. Thank you for sharing your time with me, Dr. Carla Marie Manley. It's been a joy and a true pleasure. Be well and shine as only you can do. We talk together, learn together, play, work, eat together. We laugh together.